Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Once again, it's the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy 2 2 2 2. Utah, give me two. I am so happy to be here broadcasting on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Oh, I'm still trying to recover from that exciting, incredible weekend of calling soccer games. Then yesterday, I was on the podcast with Rob Frazier, and we went over an hour. Never had a podcast in my two-year career of doing podcasts. I've never gone an hour, and we talk a lot about sports. You don't want to miss it. You can listen to that episode. I hope you do. I hope that you download my podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Cast, Radio Cast. There's just so many outlets that my podcast is on. And I am actually starting to network with other athletes in the Columbus area, other broadcasters. It's going to be fun and exciting. And I have some announcements to make as the, this upcoming weekend is going to be a very busy weekend in sports as we have the Columbus Rapids on the road this Thursday to take on the Fayetteville Fury. We have the Columbus River Dragons on the road to take on the Carolina Thunderbirds. We have a huge softball tournament in Columbus this weekend as my alma mater will be playing in that tournament. Freed Hardman University playing five games in three days. You thought this last weekend was rough. But we do have a great show. Going to talk about Jawan Howard, the Michigan coach, being suspended for the rest of the regular season. The new college basketball rankings are out. Gonzaga is the unanimous number one. So my bracketology is going to change. I'm going to have Brad Page on the show tomorrow as we are going to break down everything bracketology related, including picking teams, how impressive are their resumes, and does the selection committee usually go with the Blue Bloods? You have a Blue Blood like North Carolina on the bubble. They're a big money grab. Would they pick a Blue Blood over a school like Creighton that's probably more deserving of going to the NCAA tournament? And then the two sides for Major League Baseball are far apart as Spring training games are canceled all the way to March the 5th as the new collective bargaining agreement looms. We could possibly have a lockout to start the Major League Baseball season. And it's the start of uh, high school tournaments for GHSAA. Let's start locally here in Columbus as the Spencer Green Wave tonight taking on Spalding in the first round of the state playoffs. You also have Shaw taking on the defending champions, Baldwin. Oh, that's going to be exciting. And they're in the bracket where they will take on the winner of Cedar Shoals and Marist. Over on the other side of the bracket, you have LaGrange taking on Westside. And they will take on the winner of Hapeville Charter and Jefferson. And then another team from Region 2, Hardaway, is taking on Perry. 
Just a reminder that round two will begin the 25th and 26th of February. You got the quarterfinals March 1st through the 2nd. The final four will be March the 4th and the 5th. And then the championship games will be from March 9th through March 12th in Macon, Georgia. So exciting that we have high school basketball state playoffs. That was for Region 2. Now let's go to Region 2. 5A, where you got a strong Northside team that finished the year 18 and 7. They are taking on Dutchtown, and they will take on the winner of Jackson and Loganville. And Harris County is over in the other bracket, taking on Woodland. You also have Griffin taking on Union Grove. How about the Carver Girls trying to defend their championship? They had a 22-3 record, 16-0 in region play. They're taking on Perry to kick things off in the high school state tournament. They will take on the winner of Arabia Mountain and Chestahi. Those second round games will start February 25th and 26th. You got Shaw taking on Baldwin. Over in the other bracket, you have Troop County taking on Spalding. They will take on the winner of Mays and Jefferson. And then you have Hardaway taking on West Lawrence, and they'll take on the winner of North Oconee and Maris. Also, Fayette County's in this tournament. It's going to be a great high school basketball tournament for the boys and the girls. I'd like to see the Carver girls defend their state title and run it back again. Let's win another one. I know that 2020 was canceled, but Carver girls were able to get the title in uh, 2019 and they were able to get it in uh, 2021. So good luck to the Carver girls. Now moving on to the Callaway boys. Callaway had a very special season going undefeated in the region region play. They will take on Kusa on Wednesday, and I'll talk about it tomorrow. So, the new rankings in college basketball came out, and no surprise, Gonzaga is the unanimous number one. Arizona leapfrogs Auburn after Auburn losing to Florida. Arizona is number two. Auburn is number three. Purdue is number four. Kansas, number five. Kentucky drops two spots after losing to Tennessee. But they bounced back and beat Alabama and Duke moves up two spots. Villanova number eight, Texas Tech number nine, and Baylor number 10. So the big question is, who are the projected number one seeds? According to the bracketology, and of course, I normally do my bracketology based off of Joe Lenardi from ESPN, that Gonzaga is going to be the number one overall seed. The number one seeds, according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi, is Gonzaga, Auburn, Arizona, and Kansas. The number two seeds, according to Joe Lenardi, are Kentucky, Baylor, Purdue, and Texas Tech. All right, your last four in. These are the teams ranked 65 to 68 that they will be in that first round game and they will be 11 seeds. Your last four in, Michigan, Indiana, Memphis, and San Diego State. Your first four out, these are the teams that more than likely are going to get a number one seed in the NIT tournament. SMU, BYU, Oklahoma, and Dayton. Your next four out are Florida, Kansas State, Oregon, and St. Bonaventure. So Florida, they the committee's not impressed that Florida beat Auburn at home. They beat the number two team in the country. You know, at the time, Auburn was considered the number two team in the country. Nothing's changed here. I still think that Auburn is the best team in college basketball, and I think that Auburn is going to win the national title. They're going to be tested. There are some very talented teams. Is this the year that Gonzaga finally gets over the hump? I love watching the NCAA tournament because it's an opportunity to showcase the future 
of the NBA. And according to the latest 2022 mock NBA draft, Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn, he's a 6'10 forward, 220. He's got a wingspan of seven feet. He has an elite skill set, but Gonzaga has their own seven-footer with a wingspan of 7'6". And there's a debate of who's going to be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Chet Holmgren, who's projected to go number two in the NBA draft. And then Jaden Ivey, the talented guard from Purdue. I'm surprised. Purdue's ranked third, but they're not even projected to be a number one or projected to be a number two seed. And I think Purdue is a dark horse, especially if Jaden Ivey gets hot. Then you got shooting guard from Kentucky, Shadeon Sharp. At number five, you have Paolo Bonchero, the power forward from Duke. And then you have the shooting guard from Wisconsin, Johnny Davis. Then your first international player projected to go to the Spurs at number seven, the power forward from Serbia, Nikolai Jovic. Sounds a lot like Nikolai Jokic. The best point guard in college basketball, the point guard from Kentucky, Ty Ty Washington. Projected to go to number eight to the Blazers. I have always been a fan of point guards in the past, like Kimba Walker, Jalen Suggs, that have taken over the NCAA tournament. Is Ty Ty Washington that type of player? You know, Kentucky had a very talented point guard a couple years ago, De'Aaron Fox, who outdueled Lonzo Ball as Kentucky beat UCLA a couple years ago. And it turned out a pretty good NBA career for De'Aaron Fox, playing for the Sacramento Kings. Power forward from Iowa, Keegan Murray. And then you got the shooting guard from Arizona, Benedict Mathreen. Another Duke player projected to go to the Wizards as number 11, the small forward Adrian Griffin Jr. And then the first G League player going to the Grizzlies, shooting guard Dyson Daniels. And then... He's a freshman, small forward from Baylor, Kendall Brown. He was not on the championship team last year, so Baylor regroups and gets more talent. Can Baylor go back-to-back? I know that Baylor has struggled as of late. I'm not sure if they can go back-to-back. Well, we're about a year away from the XFL coming into an existence for a third time, and hopefully this time will be a lot better. They're going to partner with the NFL. Of course, we have the USFL that's coming in April, but I'm kind of curious. I don't want to see NFL cities in the XFL. I want to see markets that don't have a USFL team, that don't have an NFL team. All right, so Major League Baseball tweaks the offer. The MLB and the Players Union are still far apart of the latest meetings. No game changer in the collective bargaining agreement negotiations. And opening day is projected to be March the 31st. The spring training games will be postponed Till at least March the 5th. As we are still in a lockout, we still have no baseball to talk about. I would like to see them get something going because I am a huge baseball fan. I was a play-by-play announcer for baseball for Freed Hardman, and that's just something I would like to see. Otherwise, we're going to be watching college baseball. We're going to be watching high school baseball and minor league baseball because I love baseball, and right now college baseball is going on. And uh, that's going to get the country's attention if Major League Baseball does not come up with a decision as the season is in jeopardy. All right, so the NFL Combine is going to be next week, March the 1st through the 7th. It will be in Indianapolis. And this is where we get to see a showcase of future NFL players. My favorite event when it comes to the NFL Combine is the skill players. I want to see how fast these wide receivers and quarterbacks and running backs can run a 40. 
as the first skill player taken off the board is Drake London, the wide receiver from USC. The first quarterback that's projected is Matt Corral. He's projected to go to the Washington Commanders. And then you have the wide receiver Garrett Wilson projected to go to the Browns. Emerson Williams is another wide receiver projected to be in the first round. Kenny Pickett, the quarterback that's famous for the fake slide, projected to be a first rounder as well. Traylon Burks, projected to be a first rounder, the wide receiver from the University of Arkansas. Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty, projected to be a first rounder. And one thing I noticed about the projected first round picks, according to this latest mock draft from CBSSports.com, no running backs. Here are some of the talented running backs that you can't sleep on. They're not projected to be first-round picks. They can make an impact in this league. Running back from Texas A&M, Isaiah Spiller. The running back from Iowa State, Brees Hall. Kenneth Walker III from Michigan State. Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. And Zeus, Zamir White, also going to make an impact in this league. I mean, you look at what Kyle Shanahan has done with Elijah Mitchell. He was a sixth-round pick, and he almost rushed for 1,000 yards. Of course, last year, Najee Harris was a first-round pick. He had a very good rookie season. A couple of years ago, Ezekiel Elliott was taken as a top-five pick. They usually don't draft running backs that high, and I think that some of these running backs have an opportunity to up their draft class, especially if they have an impressive 40-time. So I'm looking forward to this NFL Combine, and I hope that all the players in this draft competes in this combine we also have nfl free agency coming up in march this is according to pro football focus the top nfl free agents are Devonte adams wide receiver from the green bay packers terry and armstead the tackle from the new orleans saints a cincinnati better uh, throw as much money as they possibly can at him i'm just saying Chris Godwin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the wide receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Although some teams may shy away from him because he torn his ACL in week 15, I'd give him a call. The edge rusher from the Rams, Von Miller, which I think even though the Rams are over the cap, they might re-sign him. But hey, Atlanta Falcons just released Dante Fowler. Need to go get Von Miller if you really want to solidify that pass rush. Another player that needs to be on the Falcons' radar is Chandler Jones, the edge rusher from the Arizona Cardinals. All right, the 49ers had problems at corner. They need to go give J.C. Jackson a call. He's a free agent from the New England Patriots. And if I know Bill Belichick as much as I do, he doesn't hold on to free agents. He lets them go. I think that he lets J.C. Jackson go, kind of like what he did with Stephon Gilmore going to the Panthers last year in a trade. As J.C. Jackson is the best cover corner in the free agent market in the NFL. Mike Williams, the talented wide receiver from the Los Angeles Chargers. Sometimes it doesn't pan out for number two wide receivers to go to another team. I remember when Alvin Harper got big money to go to Tampa Bay, and he didn't pan out. He was the number two receiver behind Michael Irvin. And for the Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys, you had Peerless Price. He was the number two wide receiver that went to the Atlanta Falcons, and he didn't pan out. Buyer beware. For a Mike Williams getting big money in free agency? That's just something to think about. Marcus Williams, the safety from the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are looking to move on from him. I know that they got a new head coach, Dennis Allen, so the defense is still going to be the same. They're looking to draft somebody in the secondary for this upcoming draft. And then you have the tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs, Orlando Brown. He took over for Eric Fisher and just did an amazing job. Kansas City's offensive line never skipped a beat. All these top free agents, 
that I've been talking about, Cincinnati needs to get on the phone and call Orlando Brown and Taron Armstead and give them whatever money they want. Orlando Brown can line up on the right side. Taron Armstead can line up on the left side. And then you can move Jonah Williams over to guard. They need to do whatever they can to build that offensive line up. That has to be number one priority for Cincinnati in the offseason. And rounding out the top 10 NFL free agents for this upcoming NFL free agency period, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson. He had a terrible 2021 season as he only just saw 46 targets. And he needs to start thinking about life after Chicago. I know that if the Chicago Bears lose a weapon, that is going to be problematic for second-year quarterback Justin Fields. We will see where he goes. That's just your top 10 free agencies. I mean, you also have Jadavian Clowney. Now the quarterbacks, they weren't considered the top 10 free agents, but you have Jameis Winston, you have Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be traded away. So you look at the teams that need a quarterback, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with Tom Brady retiring. That's not true! So get your facts straight. They're going to need a quarterback. Do they entertain the idea of bringing back Jameis Winston? What do the Pittsburgh Steelers do? Do the Steelers have interest in Jameis Winston? Or do they go the safe route and get Teddy Bridgewater, who is a formidable quarterback? He's not a star. He is capable of getting the job done. And the Steelers have a very good team around them. I think they could go the route of a Teddy Bridgewater. Where is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get traded to? There's talks that he'll go to Pittsburgh. There's talks he'll go to the Washington Commanders or even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's a dark horse for you. It'd be a good fit for him to go to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I said it. Jimmy Garoppolo staying in the NFC and going to a team that the 49ers don't play that often, even though they're playing Carolina in Carolina this year. That's another thing. When we get to the NFL schedule release, there is a big game that I need to find out exactly when that date is because anytime the San Francisco 49ers play the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, I do whatever it takes to get tickets to that game. I was at that NFC Championship game in 2013, and I was at the last time the 49ers played the Falcons at the Georgia Dome in 2016. So they finally get to play the Atlanta Falcons at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I've never been to that stadium Many of you know I'm a diehard San Francisco 49ers fan, so that is something that's on my radar. I am looking forward to the NFL schedule release in April to find out exactly when the 49ers take on the Falcons. Jawan Howard gets suspended for the rest of the regular season for punching the Wisconsin coach. College basketball last night, Georgia Tech loses on a heartbreaker as the Bayheim brothers combine for 35 points. Buddy Bayheim hit a key three-pointer as the Syracuse Orangemen beat the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets 74-73 to in overtime. You had Baylor beating Oklahoma State 66-64 to in overtime. Ohio State beat Indiana in overtime. North Carolina beat Louisville 70-63 to help their tournament resume. Well, they reached 20 wins. I mean, right now, North Carolina needs to be in the tournament if they got to 20 wins. I mean, that's like... You cannot leave North Carolina out of this tournament. They are a blue blood that is well-deserving of an NCAA berth. I know they had some bad losses, but so has just about everybody else. Tonight in college basketball, we have Tennessee taking on Missouri, Arkansas taking on Florida. Can Florida do it again and knock off a top team in the SEC? 
You got Villanova taking on UConn and Alabama taking on Vanderbilt. That is all happening tonight. And Georgia, abysmal season, 6-21, and taking on Texas A&M. My, that, I don't know what to say about Georgia. I'm a fan of Georgia basketball. I love the Mark Fox years when they made it to the NCAA tournament a couple of times under Mark Fox. I loved that 2008 team that made that improbable run to the NCAA tournament by winning four games as they only won four games all year in the SEC regular season. I mean, they're close to firing Tom Crean. Now, that is the right move, but who are you going to get to replace him when your facilities are not up to standard in the SEC? You need to improve on your facilities, and you also need to recruit big players. I know that they got Anthony Edwards, but you need to go out and recruit the top teams in Georgia. They should be out at these state tournaments this week because there are some talented basketball players here in the state of Georgia. They need to do it. Of course, on tomorrow's show, I'll preview all the other games, the college basketball games we have. Congratulations to Kyle Brown for the LaGrange Panthers men's basketball team being named USA South Player of the Week for the second straight week. Brown is averaging 29.5 points, 9 rebounds, and 2 assists as the Panthers went 2-0 last week in USA South games, including a 94-75 win over Huntington and an 81-71 victory on the road at Brevard that clinched a share of the USA South West Division regular season championship. Just a reminder that the Lady Panthers will travel to Piedmont tonight for the first round of the USA South tournament. And you can watch that game on the streaming service for the Piedmont Lions. So good luck to the Lady Panthers in the USA South tournament. Of course, tonight, the LaGrange Panthers are going to take on Maryville in the first round of the USA South Tournament as well. So I'll give a score update on those games tomorrow as I go on in the show. Before I close, I just want to say thank you to everybody that has listened to my podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. As always, humbled to be here. Thank you once again. I hope that everybody has a great day. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show when I got Brad Page on as we talk everything bracketology and we break down that Tennessee-Missouri game tonight. Oh, this is exciting. I hope everybody has a great day. Put one of those hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet! been listening to the sports beat with richard holdry we invite you to download and subscribe you can find us on anchor spotify google cast stitcher itunes or wherever fine podcasts are found thanks for listening feel free to share with your friends and family this has been the sports beat with your host richard holdry produced in columbus georgia extra production provided by jd matthews All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.